Hi, this is Joe Satriani, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Dweezil Zappa, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. This is Javier Reyes with Animals as Leaders, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 275 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 275, we are joined by an extremely talented drummer, Marco Miniman, of the band The Aristocrats. The Aristocrats will be coming to the Hard Rock Cafe uh, to do a show on July 29th. That's an all-ages show at 8 p.m., a fantastic power trio supergroup, if you would call it that. Uh, guitarist Guthrie Govan, Brian Beller, who has been a guest on the show uh, previously, and Marco Miniman. Both Brian and Marco Miniman also play with Joe Satriani, uh, who also has a new album uh, coming out, Shockwave Supernova, which will be coming out in July. The Aristocrats have a great new record uh, called Trace Caballeros, uh, which is available now. That is uh, really cool. For fans of like fusion, hard rock, metal, instrumental music, it's got everything in there. So definitely worth uh, checking that out. So without further ado, we're going to get into that interview with Marco. Here's a track from that new record. This is a song called ZZ Top. One, two, three, four.
Ladies and gentlemen, pleasure to welcome to the show from the aristocrats. We have Marco Miniman on this line. How are you doing, Marco? I'm very well. How are you all? <laughs> doing very well. It's a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. We've got a brand new record that's just actually released today uh, with uh, Trace Caballeros. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the process of that album coming together and uh, you know some of the tracks on it? Yes, Tres Caballeros is uh, our third album of the Aristocrats, and um, well, you know, we've been working now, this is our third studio album, and um, you know, the, basically how this whole thing went, or how we started off, was when we met, you know, we started to play a few shows, and each of us brought songs to the table, and uh, so people really started to like that, and you know, we got you know a lot of attention, and, and that was a cool thing, you know, because the chemistry felt really right. good between the, the three of us. So what we did on the first album then was like each of us brought songs in and then we produced them. Like each of us, you know, produced their own songs and that's what we still do. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, on the first album, you still hear more like, you know, fusion-esque kind of, you know, more like, you know, jazz influence, you know, because it was like, you know, we still had to sort of uh, calibrate, I would say, maybe sure. that's the right word. And, uh, but it's great. It has like this raw, cool energy still kind of you know not knowing where we're going with this and mm -hmm. you know waiting for reactions you know the second album though culture clash that was already kind of you know conceived and written and done you know uh after we toured together and uh and so we knew each other fairly well and what each of us you know musical preferences are what we like and listen to and uh like to play so the thing was like culture clash sounded very you know compact already and uh the thing with culture clash was that you know the songs were still recorded actually in the studio and then we went on a tour played them live and as you know it's you know like i think a lot of people know that that from experience you know when you play the songs after being like two or three months into a tour right. you know things get changed up a little bit you know audience interaction happens and the songs become sort of a different animal you know and it doesn't have to be in a positive or negative way but you know it's you know, sometimes you have this moment where you think like, hmm, I wish, you know, we could have recorded that one now, <laughs> you right. know, yeah. after playing. And so what we did, we recorded then uh, Culture Clash Live, like a DVD and CD. And uh, so people could really hear the difference. And, you know, and with the third one now with Tres Caballeros, we uh, did uh, the following thing. We wrote the songs. Everything was like fairly compact mm -hmm. and uh, like really kind of song orientated, I would say. And... um and and what we did there was we played the songs we introduced them to an audience before we, okay. we played a few shows and uh then went into the studio after we kind of you know messed around with the songs and 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 then recorded it and so yeah these are pretty much the differences you know between you know the albums and uh very pleased you know how it came out and i think Tres Caballeros is um you know fairly advanced album you know of us it came together really very much in ease you know i would say now in essentially doing what kind of constitutes pre-production then live you know by playing these songs live i mean does this make the in-studio process faster or do you still find yourself kind of tinkering with with it a little more when you're in the studio yeah well you know you you, you see in the studio you have basically the opportunity to do overdubs right mm, yeah so you kind of you know you have the skeleton you know that is being played you know by uh a trio format and then you know in the studio you still go like hmm how about a second guitar line over there or how about I kind of have like a little keyboard layer over here and um, right. and you know this is kind of you know how that works but you know the the thing is you know like I said with Tres Caballeros we were much 
more focused already, you know, than with the other ones. We knew exactly where to go with the songs. And so, and after playing it live, to come back to your question, yeah, you kind of learn already, you, you, you'll start hearing, you know, the things that the song exactly needs, you know, that comes basically with experience, you know, with, uh, you know, once you kind of introduce a song in, in different, on different stages in front of different audiences and, sure. you know, among each other. Yeah, it's kind of a neat, in, in the style of music you do, it probably lends well to that because you can watch the expressions on people's faces, you know, yeah. as a, as a put, with an, you know, in an instrumental version, I think people are probably a little more receptive to new material live as opposed to when you go to a, you know, a band that maybe does melodic hard rock, people expect to hear hits. Uh, you guys are kind yes. of a, a different animal, so it gives you probably some freedom. Do you ever look back at, you know, like a song like uh, one of your new, your new tracks and say, okay, here's what it was recorded, but boy, what how different it was when we first played it live. Did you ever do any kind of delta on the on the difference between the songs? Um, You mean kind of just looking back and kind of, you know, seeing like, oh my goodness, you know, this develops in yeah. a different area? Yeah. Well, you know, absolutely, you know, but that was exactly, you know, what happened with Culture Quest, wasn't mm -hmm. it? You know, where, um, you yeah. know, you, you, well, first of all, I got to admit, you know, that once we record something in the studio, you know, I rarely go back and really re-listen to the album and go like, sure. oh, look how cool that is. <laughs> because, yeah. You know, you already done it, you know. But of course, you know, on and off that happens, then, and then you kind of, you know, know exactly when you, like I said, when you play live, you know, for a few months, you think like, oh yeah, it did become a different animal. I wish, you know, we, you know, there's like some part that literally kind of, you know, change the entire vibe all of a sudden, or we insert like a certain thing that becomes more rock or like, you know, more elaborate or more playful, or I don't know. And then you think like, ah, yeah, that would have been cool. Yes, of course it happens. But again, you know, I think both, uh, approaches are sort of valid, you know, because mm -hmm. studio doesn't have to be live. That's exactly, what right. it, you know, that's yeah. exactly what it, what it is, isn't it? It's like you know, when you listen to Led Zeppelin recordings, if you listen to, you know, especially uh, um, like three and four, and and you know, House of the Holy when they did the tours, and then you know, completely or, or did twenty two minute version of Whole Lot of Love all of a sudden right. from Led Zeppelin too, right? You know. Honestly, you know, the, the the album versions are good, too. They're very compact, and I guess, you know, that's what you want to give sometimes the listener. Of course, you know, we, as the aristocrats, have a format of, you know, a very musical, playful trio. Like, you know, we people, of course, certain want to hear a certain amount of fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I so, think... of course, you know, basically, basically you know, but um, again, you know, we're, we... I don't think that we regret there anything or kind of you know, really want to go back and fix anything. I guess, you know, the albums have done us good and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a progress, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. yeah, and a process as well. As well. Oh, um, how much of the music that you guys play, like, okay, you, you go and you do it, do it in the studio, but do you chart out the entire song or how much of, of what you guys are doing Live, especially, is improvisational and, and kind of different night to night. Is it as much as it sounds? Um, no, yeah, you know, we have actually a few very composed parts where they have to be completely nailed, where things mm -hmm. are, in fact, written out. Like if you hear like a song, like uh, uh, what's it? like Desert Tornado, for example. Let's take okay. that one. You know, sure. like the entire structure of the groove is is completely set and there's like you know completely parts that have to be nailed or like picks they off on the new album for example there's right. like you know things that have to go you know in unison but you know keeping in mind that there's like always parts that 
you know, leave room for improvisation so you can give actually basically a stamp, you know, and, and or your own voice, you know, to the song. I guess that's what really music is all about, like forming, building basically a house where you can live in and decorate. But right. the house has to be stable. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it is. I know when you listen to it, it is a, you know, just a casual listener. You go, boy, how are these guys keeping track of what they're doing? It may almost be easier to improvise than, than trying to remember all these parts. But, yeah. You, you have a background in, in more than just percussion. Um, how much does that help you communicate with Brian and uh, Guthrie when, when you're composing this? Does that, do you feel that gives you a pretty good knowledge to speak the same language? It is, you know, I think it's very essentially important, you know, that you know about, like, you know, harmonic, or, or basically that you, that you care about these things because it gives you sort of... Um, what discipline, I guess, is the first word, to kind of not just, you know, concentrate, you know, shamelessly on your instrument and just, you know, play away and try to kind of, you know, do your thing. You know, that's, that's not what it's all about, you know. And that was like, to me, having learned, you know, also uh, keyboards and guitar and writing with these instruments, to me, the vibe is always, is always essential. It's never really how much or what else can I present into the song. It's more like, you know, how can I bring the vibe across of mm -hmm. the music and how can I... You know, and I guess, you know, this is, uh, you know, what um, the aristocrats is really all about, you know, and I guess people sense that. It's never really kind of, oh, here we go, here come the shredders. It's like mm -hmm. really, you know, the people pick like certain songs and go like, wow, that's a nice mood you guys created there or, you know, you know, great to kind of hear that. So I think, you know, it is, it comes in beneficial or handy, you know, uh, communicating, you know, in that band, you know, as a, as a, as a trio mm -hmm. in this multi-instrumental way mm -hmm. as yeah a, I guess that makes sense as a drummer with obviously the, the skills you have uh, do you find playing in a trio uh, much more fun in that you have a little more space to fill sonically than maybe you know like a five piece or a four piece band well you know it's see this is the thing with the trio we uh, we are about to, you know, create an entire song as a trio, and it is very, the energy sometimes can be very raw, but, you know, also, you know, very intricate, and very, you know, delicate, you know, because mm -hmm. we're responsible for dynamics and, you know, and for filling space also, and, you know, for basically, you know, entertaining the entire thing, and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's actually a very cool, uh, um, or let's, let's put it that way, actually a very analog approach, you know, because, you know, what you do is, you just you're not dependent on a light show you're hardly dependent on the size of the stage or whatever right. we could you know set up in, in in a big you know arena or we could set up actually in a coffee place just for fun mm. if we want to right. and you know just you know play our music see you know with some other bands that I play with like for example Stephen Wilson that is like very much dependent on the show it's like sure. almost like the opposite there's almost right. like there's like all of a sudden five people on stage or something right. you know and then there's like screens locked to it and there's like you know a click track that you know goes along with the video and so you know there is improvisation too and it's great you know and also you know the structures are very you know nice to play too but it's a, that's almost like the opposite this is like right. something where you know hey if the stage specifics you know don't work or whatever the gig yeah. is over <laughs> you know yeah, so exactly. with the aristocrats yes you know we are as a trio we have pretty much all the freedom in the world you know mm -hmm. we can we can take sure now, um, if I may indulge just a question, um, working with Joe Satriani, um, can you talk a little bit about your involvement with the new record and how, how you were used in that process? 
Yes, uh, that's the album Shockwave Supernova, and right. we recorded that um, uh, in January, January, February, not January, I think it was, and now it's coming out in July 23, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I have to kind of think I, uh, about all these releases. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, uh, Joe is a, it's very cool to work with because he's uh, he gives us freedom as well, which is which is fantastic. You know, there's mm-hmm. hardly any restrictions. You know, he he just uh, well, you know, to be fair, we played already in that band now um, for there two years, and we've yeah. been touring. And uh, but what Joe does, you know, he's he gives us you know a lot of room and goes like, look, this is the idea, this is the direction I want to go, and this is you know how you know the groove should be or how the riff should be and I'm hearing this and that and then he just lets us do the thing but he never would kind of conduct well you know I would like to have this fill or that kind of thing you know it would happen rare occasions he really just sits back then and goes like mm-hmm. oh yeah I like this mic this is this is cool you know do whatever you want I, I like it you know or he would kind of you know sometimes you know uh, move the band into the direction you know he wrote the song off you know mm-hmm. but um, it is uh, especially recording that album was like um very yeah very relaxed you know it's like you know it was the first time we did an album with him and it was like you know uh, this little anecdote i'm really happy and actually proud of uh was that we started setting up and it was literally just set up and sound check and uh, we planned to re- start to record for the new album the next day and uh just for fun we gave it a go you know just for sound check purposes for one of the songs and then we just played it and exactly that take that first you know take ended up on the record which is such Excellent. a cool thing you know because usually you go back and you know record and so that kind of really loosened up the entire mood and was like just ready like wow okay we're going somewhere here now do when, when you record that do you guys kind of get in like little isolation booths and they stick you in a room and you all kind of look over through the glass at each other or how do you do that did you um kind of go off and do different parts in different times you know, we did um, with Aristocrats and also with Joe. Now, here's kind of a funny bit because actually, also with Stephen, mm-hmm. we record everything live. Okay. We work actually in the studio as a live band. And um, of course, you know, so I, like, uh, well, Joe, Brian, and I were in the same room. Mike, when he plays piano, was in an isolation booth, but so you can still watch us. Yeah. And. Um, but usually we're in the same room. Well, you know, with, with Joe, we recorded at Lucas Valley, which is like, you know, this huge studio, which looks yeah. like a <laughs> like a soccer field or something. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, you know, we were setting up walls, you know, in a way, you know, that we, uh, you know, didn't have any, too much bleeding into the microphones, you know, mm-hmm. but we worked basically as a live band. And uh, with Aristocrats, we did record live, or we do record live, but in separate booths because... Well, Guthrie needs a certain volume level, sure. and you know, and the studio we're recording at, uh, uh, which was uh, what's it called, Sound Sound City? Is that, uh, that's the famous studio actually in um, in Los Angeles. Uh, it doesn't matter, but <laughs> 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 and um, and that that room is kind of yeah designed to to acoustically sound like you know very delicate. So you really need those separate booths to at least isolate you know the amplifiers to bleed into the drum microphones. Right. But we were still all together and in sideline. That's the most important thing that we can all, you know, watch each other. Yeah. And uh, so we can work basically as a band. Yeah. And that's 
what happens actually in these three formats. Yeah. Do you guys work out? I've always kind of wondered with, with with some you know I look at like a government mule or some bands that go on these kind of improvisational things. Do you guys kind of work out predefined head movements and things to to communicate, or is it all just you know you played with them long enough you just know? Oh no, of course, yeah, yeah, that is that is essential. That is essential. Like you know, nodding at each other or kind of you know communicating. This mm-hmm. is what you know where the music is a universal language part comes in, right? You know, this mm-hmm. is like one of these things where you can be on stage with someone who doesn't, you know, even speak your language or something, but right. you can just nod each other and, and kind of indicate we're having fun right now. And now I nod my head to the right. Let's go to the next part. <laughs> you know, uh, that happens. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I often wonder if, if, if it wasn't kind of like when you watch a baseball game and, you know, the third base coach is doing all these strange hand motions, if you guys had something kind of worked out, or if there's yeah, just yeah, some no. sort of telekinetic <laughs> uh, energy in the room. No, there is, it's, it's a little bit of both, isn't it? You know, But we do, for certain parts, have certain signs where we just know you know, how we mm-hmm. look at each other or kind of you know, give like, you know, cues about when it's going to be quiet or when you have to raise right. the level or you know, go into the next part. Mm-hmm. You know, that, but that's what you learn just by also like just knowing each other a little bit. Absolutely. You know, it kind of gets more defined. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Mark, I want to thank you again. The new album is out today. You're going to be in Pittsburgh on July 29th at the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, do you have anything yeah. firm lined up to for touring with Joe? Um, for yes, the new um, record yet? Yes, we we start. Uh, well, yeah, the Aristocrats tour starts pretty much now. Then uh, the Joe tour starts right after, which is. Uh, happened in September in Europe first okay. and then uh, yeah that goes well into 2016 and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah pretty much you know that whole schedule will be kind of you know filled out like so you will you will be seeing a lot of a lot of us somewhere oh, out there awesome alright well I, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and it's been a pleasure man well thank you so much for calling that's really cool alright a big thanks goes out to Marco Miniman for coming on the show again he's got a new album out with Aristocrats Trace Caballeros, which is available now, also plays on Shockwave Supernova from Joe Satriani, which is out, uh, I believe, the last week of the month of July. That'll be available, and he'll be doing touring with Joe Satriani, as he mentions in the interview. So, Aristocrats will be at the Hard Rock Cafe in Pittsburgh on July 29th for a show. Uh, you can go to druskyentertainment.com to get all the information and tickets for that, or visit the Hard Rock Cafe Pittsburgh's website for information. You can find more information on us at ironcityrocks.com, facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks, twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks, and we're also on Instagram with you guessed it, ironcityrocks. We appreciate any and all email. It's ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Love hearing from you folks. Also, pay attention to our social media sites. We've been doing a ton of ticket giveaways recently, so look forward to doing many more of those in the upcoming weeks and months. So it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you next time.